Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tribune Audio Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now your host, Jim Mertens. Welcome to The Cities. I'm Jim Mertens, a vision for Moline. What potential investment and creativity could mean for the heart of the city? Moline, as you know, is in the midst of big changes in its downtown. Part of that, thanks to the demolition of tons of concrete from the Interstate 74 bridge. When the old bridge comes down, new possibilities will rise up. So we talked with the executive director of Renew Moline about plans to bring an outside group that can paint the big picture for the city. Plus, plans to make the most of an asset already downtown. Alexandria Elias is the president and CEO of Renew Moline. Right now, if you go there, you can see pieces of the bridge that are constructed. The new bridge is lower and it's wider than our existing I-74 bridge. Um, so we're both looking for a, a grand vision that we can all rally behind, but then also asking ourselves the questions about what is the pedestrian experience like? What is it like at grade? And what are the opportunities to make it beautiful and interesting and walkable? And I want to get back to that, but one of the things is that you have brought in outside eyes. The uh, Urban Land Institute made an initial visit already. What are you hoping to gain from their eyesight, from their views being people who have developed other areas but haven't really seen this area before? So I guess I would start with the Urban Land Institute is primarily an educational forum. So... Um, It was established in 1936. It has 40,000 members worldwide. And those members are interested primarily in um, development excellence. So uh, the civic leadership, urban design standards, and those types of things. Um, I think we are looking to them to both provide insight into the opportunities that we have here. Maybe if you're here every day, you don't necessarily see those. Um, But then also to get the word out um, about the opportunities that are available here. We feel very excited about our future, and I think we really look to ULI to be able to help us capitalize on that. Well, and two of their initial viewpoints, and mind you, this is without any study that they pointed out, is empty storefronts and a whole lot of concrete downtown. Let's start with the whole lot of concrete, because you were talking about a pedestrian area, more of a park-like setting for some areas. I mean, is that a major thing? Is that some of these parking lots that were very useful at one time may not be that useful anymore? Yes, and I think that is a struggle that many, many downtowns have had, and one that, you know, the Urban Land Institute, ULI, works with other communities to solve. So I think Which always seems odd to me, because whenever you talk to a downtown business or something, there's never enough parking, or whenever you think of a downtown area, they're all going, oh, there's not enough parking. There is always a tension between attracting development downtown and providing enough parking that people feel like they want to come. So I think that balance will always be an issue, and it's always going to be up to us creatively to work on those. But I think Ultimately, if we can create a downtown where people can arrive once and walk around to amenities within the downtown, we're doing a good thing for development and for our economy. And is it getting close to that? I mean, because we've seen, when you think of Fifth Avenue, when you you think of some of the areas that have really been revitalized in the heart of Moline, you can kind of witness a little bit of that occurring. 
Yes, and I think the feedback we've initially gotten from the Urban Land Institute is that we have very good bones. So other communities that have struggled with um, more vacant property, we have the tax layer. We have the really the legacy and the foundation that the John Deere um, company provides to us that we've been able to build on as well. So I think you're seeing bits of those um, bits of the vision come into fruition, um, and then there's certainly a lot of infill that, that can happen within that vision, both literally and figuratively. But as you said, we were talking about the other component being the uh, empty storefronts, and, and downtown Moline, which used to have the home of Sears and a Penny's and, and a Montgomery Ward's just up the hill, that you're not going to see anymore. What do you hope to see as far as the storefronts are concerned? And is shopping a major component? Well, I think we've seen in this in the universe um, of development, I think we've seen a couple of iterations of um, retail shopping and how people retail shop. So we have an old JC Penney's down, downtown. We have an old Wards building downtown. And that's the way people used to shop. We went through an iteration of malls and now that's coming to an end. And so now we're in this new world of more boutique, more independent, more large scale Amazon online shopping. And so I think there's gonna be a place for those storefronts in that viewpoint um, in terms of providing that independent boutique experience that we do see coming back and that we can continue to capitalize on. Because let's be honest, the last 30, 20, 25 years, the big input that's revitalizing downtowns appears to be residential. Uh, people want to live downtown and I believe at least two years ago I remember the mayor telling me that it's almost 100% occupancy in downtown Moline. Yes, we do enjoy very high occupancy and so we have some new units coming online, 6th Avenue townhomes that are currently under construction. That's 22 units of market rate for rent. And an expansion of that already even before these are finished, right? I mean, there's, there's talk about that being perhaps bigger than it is right now. My understanding is they're looking at phase two already. So yeah. I think that's a very good sign. I think we'll be very interested to see in how quickly those fill up. The five and 15 apartments, another historic renovation um, is, um, I heard yesterday, is 98% full, which is just fantastic news for downtown. And I think um, to the extent that we have people living and working or living and being downtown, that we want to make sure that we're continuing to keep the momentum up and grow that those opportunities for those folks. Some people would have looked at the uh, old I-74 bridge, and mind you, I know it's not gone, but I mean, that I-74 bridge was almost a scar through Moline, the heart of Moline. It certainly separated one side of downtown with another side of downtown. Well, it's being repre replaced by another bridge. Does that mean the scar isn't totally going away, or, or is there a way that you can capitalize on that bridge, even though the other one kind of didn't really help you develop in that area? Well, it's changing. So the mark that you described, the scar, um, is going to be different. And I think the differences create some opportunities. So as an example, historic Fifth Avenue currently goes all the way through. Um, that will now uh, terminate, if you will, in uh, an off-ramp. So that'll be a new opportunity um, to create public art, to create a pocket park, to have some experience that isn't currently there. Um, we are also thinking of many different ways to make sure that that connection east-west is not lost. Certainly Western Illinois University, um, the IH Mississippi Valley Credit Union, and those people that work there, we want them to feel connected and a part of downtown because they are downtown. Yeah, and that's going to be a major player that brings, I mean, you are always looking for residential so that you have the foot traffic, but yeah, you're absolutely right. By bringing these professionals in, well-paid professionals, that should be helpful as well. Yes. Let me ask you another question in regards to the, uh, the off-ramp, as you did mention. 
the, the, the bridge should be completed at about the same time people believe there could be passenger rail. It's almost like it's, it's going to be a dance party where everyone's coming together at one time, perhaps around 2021, 2022. How critically important do you think that that rail spur right into the passenger rail spur right into downtown Dab uh, Moline is going to have a huge impact? I think it's just, um, I think philosophically it's a huge opportunity, but I think it will be really exciting to see how people what that creates in terms of being iconic, unique, a magnet. Um, and so we're just super excited about that and really um, pulling as much as we can to help the chamber and others that are working on that project to bring it to fruition. Do you have a vision 10 years, 20 years from now of what downtown Moline's gonna be like? Um, it's funny, I don't necessarily have a specific vision that I could articulate to you, mm -hmm. but when I'm asked to describe it, I describe it as the place in America where every 25 to 35 year old wants to live, work and play yeah. and visit. So, um, <laughs> so, and that vision, whatever that is, because I'm not in that age cohort, um, I think we wanna outreach a lot and work closely with the people that are in that age cohort and understand what they look for in a living environment. We know that millennials go to a place that they like first and then look for a job later. So what can we do to really create an exciting place that they want to, to live in? Well, and as you well know, I mean, it's a capitalist society where the money goes kind of determines what's gonna happen downtown. You can make certain plans, but who would have thought Fifth Avenue would have turned out as nicely as it has so far? Who would have thought of the success of the pavilion when it was built 20, 25 years ago? It's, it's almost like if you build it and they like it, they will come. Not necessarily if, if you plan it. The key thing, though, that you, I think, are articulating is that you have to carefully plan where, where the chess pieces go. Yes, and then I think that what generally happens is that people do come, and they do enjoy, and they do love, and they forget that at the time they were neutral on it or in opposition to it. But we have so many amenities downtown that are significant amenities that really create a wonderful quality of life. Um, and to the extent that, as again, we can continue to grow those, I think we'll be better off. I want to talk about another part that kind of dovetails into this whole thing, and that is uh, the public art, as you mentioned, for downtown uh, Moline. T tell me about what you're doing right now, because you're almost taking an assessment uh, of, of what we have right now as far as art downtown, and, and what, how to improve upon it, or how to really underline that it's there? Yeah, so um, last fall we uh, were looking at the different amenities that are already here, and one of those was public art. And so many times what a community will do is a city council, similar to a community plan or um, a development master plan or a streetscape manual, a city will adopt what's called a public art master plan. And the idea for that is to really provide um, ideas to the artist artisan community. Um, it's also to create corridors where people can experience public art and it's also to funnel and channel investment into art in those locations. So really when you're downtown Moline, part of your memorable experience of being downtown Moline comes from seeing public art in the form of murals, in the form of sculpture. There are many other ways, even performance art to some extent. Um, the Quad Cities is, is special to me because it has a lot of um, theater a lot of very small theaters here, and I think that is different for a community. So those types of things that are art and art related, um, we really want to bring out in the public realm and then create that as an amenity for the people that are here. I think it's interesting that one of the people that is uh, going to help you at least steer somewhat from the uh, Urban Land Institute is a former mayor of Pittsburgh, and, and tell me about the artwork that they do. I mean, they have a series of fountains 
that really have drawn people to their downtown in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm not I'm not very familiar with the um, with Pittsburgh's specific public art program, but I can tell you that many many communities, large and small, do invest in art, and they make that really a component of of their experience in their city. Um, we do have pieces of that already. The Bass Street Landing Fountain is a good example. Um, and I think anytime you're at a Bass Street Landing concert, you can see that and see people enjoying it. Yeah. And I think building on that is important. Well, and the other thing that you're building upon is if you think about 30, 40, 50 years ago, the Quad Cities really turned, each of the cities turned its back on the Mississippi River. Now it's anything but. You're embracing it as much as you can. And this plan for the development of downtown will not ignore the river in any way, will it? It will not ignore the river. And I think many times it is our greatest asset. Some days it's also our greatest challenge. So <laughs> I think learning to live with the river is something as, as a community that we're all learning how to do. And it's a huge draw, isn't it? It is it's a huge draw. day, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And let's be honest, that's one of the assets that so many communities do not have. Right. And I think it's a draw in different ways. So it's a draw from a recreational standpoint. It's a draw from a natural standpoint. It's a draw for um, uh, just a visual standpoint and enjoying that beautiful waterfront. Um, I spent many years in San Diego, as you may know, mm -hmm. and the connections to the river, functional, visual, and otherwise, were, was something that we dealt with in San Diego. And it's the same thing here. People want to be close to the river. They want to be close to water. Alexandria Elias, president and CEO of Renew Moline. Moline Alderman agreed to bring in that outside group to start creating a development plan for the downtown area. As for the I-74 bridge, it's running behind schedule due to the harsh winter and the floods of the spring and summer, but it could still be completed sometime in 2021. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. Tribune Audio Network.